1: G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
0: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
2: Thanks to Four Pines Brewing Co. Filled with real characters and Maddie. the finish line of the rugby league season, we're just about there. How are you, mate?
0: I'm going good, Giles, spud Yeah, we're getting there. Really interesting this, this point of the year. You know, you've got those... Uh, you got those top sides like tomorrow night, uh, South and the Roosters. South trying to, they're, they're trying to prove themselves that they can, you know, well, what would you say, you basically, can win a finals game against the top side. I think the, I think tomorrow night, uh, the the best thing that South, the ideal for South would be to win an eighty minute arm wrestle mm. to show they can get through those those tough periods and not lose patience and get frustrated and win the game. And of course. Mate, the Roosters are just trying to hang in there, hold on to fourth and, and there's so much interest too about, around um you know who's gonna finish in seven and eight. This is a massive one tonight. The Knights and the, and the Titans, it's a four point game. It's it's huge.
1: Yeah, the- regards to the Knights, Matty, uh, Maddie, um regards Mitchell Pierce, do you think this is gonna have any disruption in regards their their makeup for the, the game now? They're saying he's he's had offers from the Raiders and the Catlands. Um what do you reckon mm-hmm. will he stay in Australia or will he go overseas?
0: Spud, I don't know, and, and the Sharks have sort of flirted with him a little bit too, and you know, Fitzy trying to get him across. It's an interesting one. I don't think it'll have a big bearing on it too much, Spud. I, I think the biggest thing with the Knights, Spud, is that you know, like they've got to look past just winning tonight. They've got they've got to take their football up two levels, or they're just going to get bowled out the first week of the finals. So. That's the big challenge for Newcastle. You know, Pearcey's a pretty experienced guy. You know, I don't think it won't distract him. And you know what, a slice, but there can be someone in your on your in your side that's up for contract, and you know, being sort of, you know, the thought of going elsewhere, and it just it just doesn't impact the side.
1: Yeah, but I think. Um... Well, no one's spoken about this. I thought it was quite embarrassing. Clemmer had a great game last week, right? We're talking about the Knights. Mm. His go-for was immense. He's been on the bench. He had the shits. He's come back on. He's done his work. He got one week for pushing a Blake into the fence. Yeah. Mm. It was Luke Thompson. If you're going to whack him in the head, you're going to react. Thompson got up and just stood in front of him. He got one week mm. for it.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of strange stuff going on at the moment. You know, this loading, you know, is a boys just a huge problem in the game. When you got blokes just doing little things and they whack him with, you know, you know, just a you know, they give him a tickle with a feather as far as you know suspensions oh, or points, but what happens? Is it just compounds, and yeah, it's I think it's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, they might need something like the demerit system. So if, if we go out all today and we speed, get yeah. caught speeding five or ten k's over yeah. the limit, we all cop the same punishment, right? Mm. Uh, so maybe they need they have got to change something there. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, just on Mitchell Pearce before we get off him, uh, Maddie, you, you left to go overseas and and play over there in in the UK. Do you feel like for him that would be the the, the time and place to go, you reckon now?
0: Yeah, I th- I, look, I, I wouldn't say now. I, 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 th- I still think he's got another twelve months here, whether it be at the Knights or whether he goes and helps Fitzia for twelve months or the Raiders. Or, uh, and then, I, look, if you're going to go to a club over there, it's Catalan. You yeah. know, that's the south of France, right on the Spanish border. There, it just honestly, it's just one of the great places on earth, and and, and it'd suit Mitchell. It'd be a change of lifestyle a little bit. I think he'd lap it up and really enjoy it. Um, but I, I still think he's got a bit of football left here. Um, it's interesting because, you know, since he's come back to the Knights side, the Knights couldn't buy a win. He come back, comes back in and they're looking at five wins on the trot. So it shows you the impact of Mitchell. You can see signs, boys, that, I mean, he's played a hard style of football yeah. for a long time. You're just starting to see those signs in there, uh, there that he's... he's You know, respectfully, half a step slower, and he's picking up a few injuries, but uh, he's got at least 12 12 months, another year of good football here.
2: That's probably why I've got the reservation for the same reason. Payne Haas at the moment, Matty, is flying, and and no one can Mm. dispute that, and you think, wow, you know, wouldn't you love to have this bloke at your club forever? And and that right now is true. Jason Taumalolo, well, that was said Mm. sort of five or six years ago as well, and we're starting to see, you know, jobs where you're reliant so much on your physicality, it's very hard to keep it up over long periods of time. Strange situation at the moment where have they extended him six years? Where are they at? What's the longest time that you would sign a player for if you were a general manager?
0: Uh, three, maybe four years. Yeah. No more than that. I, I don't know any really long-term deal that's been signed that has worked out you know, well for both parties. You know, the Tamaloa situation. If Tamaloa continue to play like he was playing, or if he does, he recaptures that form and just keeps going, then you know a million dollars compared to what others are getting, you know, he'll feel like he's been shortchanged. And um, if something happens in a year or two down the track, and he really starts to slow up and gets lots of lots of injuries, then you can guarantee that Cowboys are going to start to try to shop him around a little bit. So I just think I think those contracts like that are just unnecessary.
1: Yeah, Matty, Regards the um, thoughts of the seventeenth team. I don't know if you've seen the news, but um, I don't know who Shane Richardson was. Um, he was yeah, leading their their broadcast for it. But I'm I'm just thinking if he doesn't get a side in, he can actually apply for uh, Santa Claus. Did you see that bloody beard he was wearing?
0: <laughs> well, uh, he and Russell are pretty close. I was thinking he looked a little bit like Russell didn't in Noah. Oh, we had mate. him, mate. Seriously. Oh, it was, and particularly that zoom shot. Was almost right up his beak, <laughs> and he kept was, playing, made, and he kept
1: bloody playing with.
0: I wanted to cut it off with a pair of scissors. It's it's unnerving. It's interesting. It's an interesting one with all these sides and what they're trying to put together and their marquee signings and coaching. It's it, it's really interesting. I know that you blokes were wanted to ask me about. How, you know, who do you think they should go after?
1: Yeah,
0: interesting one. Like the Munster situation. Like if I was one of those clubs, I'd ask. I'd go to Munster once, maybe twice, mm-hmm. but realistically. Like, he is an out-and-out marquee player wherever he goes. And if Melbourne continue to go like they're going right now, um, are they going to lose Munster? You know, are you going to spend that much time pursuing Cameron Munster and missing out on someone else? I don't think so. You go ask the question, but, geez, they don't lose many uh, at the very, very top, you know, marquee players. They just don't lose them. You know, the other one is Sam Walker. There's been talk about him. But, again, is Nick going to let Sam Walker go? He's going to be their marquee signing in years to come. I think, look, I do believe you pick up players from the good clubs. I think you look to get a star there and you look to pick up two or three really blue-collar professionals. Like, the bloke I'd go after, like, if you look at Penrith, right, Penrith, have got so many young blokes on the up and up that in a short period of time, 12 to 18 months, definitely two years, there's going to be some blokes who are stars now, the older stars, that they're going to have to make a decision on. The first player I'd go after would be Isaiah. Ah, uh, wouldn't one well, right down he, here. You won't believe it. He gives you leadership. He does. He like. gives you know-how. He gives you direction. The next one I'd look at is this. So if Brandon Smith signs on at the Melbourne Storm, you know, two years' time, a Brandon and a Harry, if one of those blokes going to be content to just still be a bench player. Yep. So that's another one that I would look at. If I'm if I'm that expansion team, I'm praying that Brandon Smith signs on for another year because I think. In time, that one of those blokes, you know, will be available. It's natural. <coughs> Neither of them see see themselves as bench player and players, and they aren't. If that you not know, snare one of them, I'd look at Sammy Verrills from the Roosters. Again, Ooh. very, very good young player, plenty of tomorrows, um, and I think you're a real chance of pinching him. Uh, and the other two blokes that I'd look at from from a strong club, who I think in that in, in that next period of time till they come into the competition, the expansion side, will be at a point of their career that Dale Finucane is right now, and that's Christian Welsh and Jesse Bromwich. Um, apart from that, apart from other players, I'd look at Nat Butcher, good blue-collar professional from the Roosters. I'd look at uh, Chris Lewis from the Melbourne Storm. I'd look at Carl Lawton, the young bloke who comes off the bench at Manly. Uh, Jack Williams at the Sharks. I, I think he's a really plenty of punch and good player. And Ethan Bulli- Bullimore, who comes on, he, he's at the moment a bit of a fringe player at the Broncos, but you can see he's got plenty of talent. So, yeah, I think that's the litmus. He, uh, that's the uh, the formula. You put a couple, you know, you put good leaders, a couple of stars, and really, you know, good blue collar professionals from strong clubs.
1: Yeah, regards Brandon Smith. I'm a massive fan. I call him a demolition man. I just love the way he destroys people from the middle. But I know you've had many. Um, Melbourne players over your house and done some work. Have you ever worked with him? Firstly, and uh, secondly, mm. can you see him playing hooker for the rest of his career?
0: Spud, I think he'll be one of those multi dimensional players. It's in- interesting. Um, I haven't worked with him, Spud. Mm. I haven't worked with him, but he stayed at our house for a week um, after the grand final last year, yeah. which was interesting. It was, an interesting, it was an interesting week. I love it. Yeah. It was good. He's such a, he's such a great character. Yeah. He's, you know, he's such a good bloke. i give respectful. Like like, you see on one side of him, you know, the Scallywag, which he is. Mm. But the other side of things, like every night he would sit up with Trish and play banana grams and, you know, card games. That's what she likes to do. I yeah. can't stand him. Yeah. And then, you know, when it was Trish's birthday, he sent her through a text saying, you know, happy birthday. Happy, like that's a, the mark of a respectful. really, really yeah. good bloke. Mm. Uh, we'll be a middle... A running middle or um, a nine spot, I tell you what, um, he's damaging of it both. It's, it's its so handy for Melbourne to have him on their first 30 minutes, then revert him into just being a middle and say, "Right, Harry, let's get on there and go. That, geez, that gives them a lot of flexibility.
1: Yeah, I reckon it's, I, I take my hat off to um, hookers these days because you know, now and then you muck around and you might do some passing off the ground to someone. They might be your mate. And you try and do that 20 times and hit the spot. Yeah. They have to do that for the whole game. And they also do all the tackling as well. So I just think with him, how he does the first 20 minutes for the Melbourne Storm, and then Harry Grant comes on. It's just a great combination for uh, the Melbourne side.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a good combo. And they've got insurance there too. I'm, I'm really interested to see how they use Nico Hines and Ryan Pappenhausen. Because with the game, as we know, boys, we've spoken about this ad nauseum, the, the way the game is, the centre-field defenders are under such pressure that if you end up with 55% of possession and you're starting to win the Yardish battle, their middles are gone. So it'd be really interesting, say, after 30 minutes, Melbourne have got a good share of possession, and what they do is they bring Harry Grant on, Brandon goes into the middle, they bring Nico on, and Pappenhausen goes into the middle. And that would just give them just such incredible thrust. If you if you remember when Pappenhausen... Pappenhausen's coming out game, where everyone went, right, oh, he's gone from being a, a very good player, potentially, to being a superstar. It was off the bench playing through the middle against Parramatta uh, a year or two ago in Magic Round, where he he just came on and they'll punch and throw him in the middle. He came on and every time he touched the ball, he just went through. um, So they have got so much flexibility. You know, if they they get on top of and start to win the yardage battle and they dominate possession, they're almost impossible to handle through the middle.
2: I've just got a gut feel, Matty, and I hope I'm wrong on this because he's had such a fine season, but... He wasn't used in the grand final last year. If Pap comes out the next two weeks and you assume he plays both those and blitzes it as Ryan Pappenhausen can do, I I just can can see a story where Nico Hines isn't in the 17 for Melbourne grand final day and and he's had such a year. Are you sort of 98% sure he would be there on grand final day?
0: Oh, not 98%, probably 80 or 75% sure he deserves to be there. You know, he... um, he was a player that, if he started the season, he'd you know, up to his eyeballs, and as far as Dally M's concerned, yeah, it's again, it's how they how they use him. Like, there's no doubt at the moment he's using Paps there. Paps has been there and done it before, won a um, Clive Churchill medal, but also he might be just getting, you know, some miles in Paps legs. Because I, I actually think, I, oftentimes, you know, and maybe I'm wrong here, Pappenhausen is just electric. Mm. But I look at the damage that Pappenhausen could cause staying out of the contest for 25 minutes and having Nico actually start at fullback and then fiddling around, say, right, what do we do here? And then maybe put you know putting Pappenhausen in through the middle. I think there's options there, but I, I, Nico has to be in the 17. Um, he's got to be... And Brand, Brandon Smith being... The option being a middle forward gives Craig enough flexibility that he can it can carry Nico and Harry Grant on the bench.
2: Yeah, and, and as you say, if you you left Harry Grant and Pap on the bench for 20 minutes, bang, you throw them out there the speed. Mm. Now, just to change speed a little bit here, did you catch the article around the uh, Nirvana, uh, the Nirvana situation with? Yeah. Uh, what do you what's your take of this,
0: man? it's Trish and I were just talking about that you know came on and she said yeah I saw that sent through to me well I I get where the young bloke's coming from you know but you know I, I don't know whether he I don't know whether he sues the record company sues the Kirk Cobain estate or sues his mum and dad I don't, I don't know exactly where the, the blame lies but I, I get where he's coming from you know he's his baby. He's got no say in it. And, you know, if it's true what he said is the fact that he it's been basically a lifetime of humiliations from being a young bloke, then, you know, you've got to feel for him. It's not the first time, you know, right? Mm. I've got something for you. If you listen, there's a song. There's a song by Ozzy Crawl. I think it's called Sons of the Northern Coast or Girls of the Northern Coast. I f- actually forget... I forget the words, but what they did they were they were looking to sue Nirvana. I don't know whether it went through or there oh, was sure. a payout. You'll have to find out. But if you listen to the opening chords of that, it is smells like Teen Spirit. And I believe they shared a publishing company. Uh-huh. And there's been yeah, there's been a little bit there's been a little bit with that. James Ryan, we had him on Triple N once and he confirmed it. He said, Yeah, if you have a listen I will I tell you what it is. Daughters of the Northern Coast. I want you to go away. Even play it on the show. Get Brooksy to put it on. Have a bit of a listen. I'm telling you, it smells like teen spirit.
2: Uh, Just on on that too, smells like teen spirit. Um, So Kurt Cobain, he actually left school, left high school. And his very first job, would you believe it, he applies for a job. And he ends up getting a job as a janitor at a school, which happens to be the school that he had recently sacked. So what you see in the film clip of Smells Like Teen Spirit you actually see a, a little scene where there's a janitor uh, who's sort of singing yep. with a mop or whatever else, and that's them taking the Pi Double Five out wow. of out of him having had yeah, that role right. before, Gibbo.
0: Well, it was it was. Um, well, have we got it. Here it is. Here.
2: This is big, isn't it? Yeah. So this
0: is it. This is daughters yeah. of the northern yeah. coast. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Aussie Crawl, so crawl back, Aussie
0: Crawl. Yeah, this is the Aussie Crawl version. So if you go back and give out of that opening rift again, knowing it's the Aussie Crawl version, I defy anyone to say it's not smells like teen spirit.
2: Well, I actually thought that's where we're going. <laughs> that's why yeah. I said that. Have a listen to I
1: thought about. it sounded like a bit of a wild thing.
0: Yeah, so they, they were looking to see... There was another one too. There was a Guns N' Roses song too, which I can't actually remember what it was. Again, that Aussie Crawl were having a look at, which is undeniable, the sound. So, Yeah, but it it's... Um, oh, man, what an album that was, that never mind. An album, like I remember at the time when it when it came out, it, it just totally changed everything. I wasn't a big grunge man. Um, it went from rock and roll into grunge, um, of course, and then morphed into Britpop, which was more my go.
1: Yeah, you know, when I listen to the music, I, I, I think of um, – I've never really been a person to listen to words. But now, no, seriously, I'm, I'm more into the rhythm of the song. But you know, when you start you know, putting pointing things out late, you're going, Geez, I didn't hear that before. Give, give
2: Matty a bit of Wild Thing.
1: No, that was the start
2: of Wild Thing. Uh, you, 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 yeah. Give yeah. our you listeners a Matty a Wild Wild Thing.
1: Well, I can sing lot, that easy. That's yeah. a wild thing. You make my heart sing. He's heard this, mate. I've done <laughs> this. I've, totally. I've do this, Let it go. I've, it. I've <laughs> got <laughs> multiple songs now, but they always get back to Wild Thing. Now, Spud,
0: your old man played in Johnny A. O'Kuspin. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, he was a bass yeah. player.
1: Quite amazing. What do you say about J O K? Oh, just a, oh, mate, that's the old days, mate. That was the the rocket days, mate. You know, but um, yeah. the crazy thing about my dad, it's, it's quite amazing. As a young kid, he had a really bad accident, car accident, and he's a right hand bass player. And he's, if you look at my hands, but his his left finger was bent that much. He had to teach himself left hand bass, left hand bass
2: Jeez, guitar.
1: Wow. And wow. myself coming up home. Uh, the first thing we got, I, got a, I remember at Christmas, we, I got a guitar and my brother got a drum kit, and dad taught me two chords, an A into a D, A into it all day. Dig, dig, and then what happened, I used to, and I've got a good ear for music with dad, so I used to turn my dad's guitar around left handed and play backward chords, which was just I can't talk these days. bit of can't No, I just, I know your son plays a little bit of music. I just think it's the greatest thing ever. After you've had a hell of a day, go home and just play a few songs, put a, put a tune on it, and all you just picked up, and how you can pick those little things up is fantastic.
2: Hey, Matty, yes. uh, we've got to go, and you've got to go, and we appreciate the time you've afforded us on this Thursday. What's on tomorrow morning glory from, from uh, 9 to midday? We've got,
0: uh, we've got Brandy coming in, Andrew Webster. Um, Jack Johns comes in with the Album of the Week, which is going to be Let It Bleed from Rolling Stones, a tribute to Charlie Watts. Wow. Yes. And uh, Liam Alexander with Movie of the Week, which is Back to School Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, beautiful, yes.
2: beautiful. Mate, we'll be tuning in, mate. We appreciate your time. Good on you, Joel. Thank Good mate. on you, Spud. See Good you, luck. lads. Uh, there he is, uh, Matty Johns. And back tomorrow with Morning Glory, all thanks to Four Pines.